the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Boy, am I old. Lots of baby boomers have to be feeling old today. Uh, Wally died. He was 77. Uh, His real name is Tony Dow. He played Beaver's older brother on Leave it to Beaver. He was America's big brother is what he was. Uh, And when the show went on the air in 1957, Beaver, played by Jerry Mathers, was eight. So was I. And my neighborhood, and America for that matter, was uh, full of kids within a few years of my age. That's why we're called baby boomers. Uh, Leave it to Beaver was kind of a dumb show. Two perfect parents who were always dressed up. Uh, Mrs. Cleaver would wear high heels and a dress uh, when she did the vacuuming and when she was doing the dishes after dinner. And Mr. Cleaver, uh, even when he was at home sitting around the living room, looked like he was working in an office. He was perfectly dressed, but it was a per- it was a perfect show. It captured what middle middle America was like after World War II. Now, it was a suburban neighborhood, which, of course, meant that it was all white, and that would never work today, but that's the way America was back then. It was very segregated, and uh, that's what the suburbs were like. America wasn't anything close to perfect, but Leave it to Beaver was. Now, uh, lots of baby boomers are going to be thinking about life in the 50s and 60s tonight, I think, when they hear that Wally died, and maybe this is the first you're hearing of it, and maybe you're thinking back to that show and what he was like. And uh, baby boomers will realize that they grew up in a different world, and they'll be glad that they grew up when they did. I can't say it enough that there are no words to describe how glad I am to have grown up when I did. And uh, the baby boomers will know that Leave it to Beaver could never happen today. Never happen today. The uh, the Cleaver family couldn't have a mother who was a woman, a father who was a man, and two normal sons. Wally couldn't be a good-looking athletic boy who, you know, acted like a boy. In 2022, either Wally or the Beave would have to be either gay or transgender, or maybe one would be one and one would be the other. But you'd have to have one in there. No possible chance of that family making it on national TV in 2022, and they could never have a fat friend named Lumpy. Leave it to Beaver has never, this is unbelievable, Leave it to Beaver has never not been on television somewhere since it went on for the first time in 1957. And you know what? It's on somewhere right now. Rest in peace, Wally. I'll be right back. When it's time to replace your roof, siding, gutters, and downspouts, entry doors, and, of course, windows, you can count on Windows R Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Steigerwald. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows R Us offers repair and replacement for all your exterior home projects. Why pay double with some other companies? Windows R Us will always give you the best price on the best in-class products, backed by the best warranties in the industry, all with zero sales pressure. And speaking of zero... Right now, get zero interest financing for 12 months and no processing fee with prices set to increase on all exterior products. Lock in your quote today. Schedule a free estimate and inspection today at windowsarustpittsburgh.com. You've tried the rest, now try the best. windowsarustpittsburgh.com. It's no secret, America. We've been let down. Inflation is taking its toll in the grocery stores, the products we buy, and the pain of every visit to the gas pump. 
At Upside, we're fighting back with our free app that pays you back serious money on every tank of gas or diesel, up to 25 cents per gallon, just for using the Upside app, no strings attached. Upside users have already been paid back a total of more than $250 million. With inflation and the soaring price of gas, it's easy to feel like you're losing control. But with Upside's free app, you can start putting money back in your wallet with every gallon. Whenever you want, cash out with PayPal, an e-gift card, or transfer the money directly into your bank account. Download the free Upside app and get cash back on every gallon of gas. Use promo code SALEM for an additional 25 cents per gallon bonus on your first fill-up. That's promo code S-A-L-E-M. Remember, use promo code SALEM when you download the free Upside app and get an extra 25 cents per gallon on your first tank of gas. Cash back is not available in gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Dr. Sebastian Gorka wants more people to stand up. Sometimes it's just innate because that's what a real man is. They actually run towards the danger. And that's what this young man, Dickon, did. He protected the innocent and he killed evil. That's what the left would call toxic masculinity. And that's what we need a lot more of. America First with Dr. Sebastian Gorka. Afternoons at 3, right before John Steigerwald at 5 on AM 1250. The answer. If you're considering protecting your retirement with gold or silver, listen up. Mark Davis here. One company I trust for this, Advantage Gold, the highest rated precious metals firm in the country. They are so passionate about teaching people how to own physical gold and silver. They've won the best of TrustLink Award four years in a row because they really educate their clients on how to buy gold and silver the right way. Call 800-900-8000. Talk to one of their experts. They can send you a free gold kit along with a free copy of the Wall Street Journal national bestseller, The Great Devaluation. Number again, 800-900-8000. Don't wait any longer. Get the best information, the best process, the best service, the best value, all from Advantage Gold. 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. Call Advantage Gold today. 800-900-8000. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Consult with your financial advisor before investing. People do some pretty cool things in their 40s and 50s. Why should saving for retirement be any different? I mean, they go back to college, learn new instruments, start skateboarding. Okay, maybe that one's not for everybody, but saving for retirement is. With aceyourretirement.org, you can get on track with your retirement savings no matter your age. Just have a three-minute chat with Avo, the friendly digital retirement coach from AARP. You'll get personalized recommendations based on your input that are easy to understand and work with your lifestyle. It's quick, easy, and free. Plus, it's sponsored by AARP, so you know they got your back. Gnarly move, Dad. Thanks, sweetie. So wherever you are in your retirement savings journey, head to aceyourretirement.org and start chatting with Avo today. That's aceyourretirement.org. A message from AARP and the Ad Council. This is the John Stackerwalt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. Well, there's a lot of talk right now about whether Nancy Pelosi should travel to Taiwan, and you could make a case that that trip is necessary, maybe. But Nancy and everybody else in Congress uh, does a lot of traveling on our dime, and they do a lot of traveling on money that they get from huge nonprofits. Adam Angievsky of OpenTheBooks.com looked in the books and found some interesting stuff, as he usually does. He joins us now. Adam, thanks for being here. Well, it's great to be here, John. Thanks for having me on. So, um... Does uh, being a member of Congress come with really nice travel benefits? <laughs> Big time from third-party payers. So they have to detail it in a database. They have to have it approved. But look, the number of trips is just simply outstanding. I mean, over the course of the last five-year period that we looked at through 2021, it was 8,200 8, of these trips paid for by nonprofits, for-profit companies, you know, different entities, third-party paid travel for members or their staffs, about two-thirds of that was domestic, and one-third of it was foreign travel. And, of course, the best places to go are Paris and London and Berlin and and uh, and Israel. So it's more of a vacation oftentimes than it is education. Yeah, they're not going to Bangladesh a lot. No, they're not. But here's what we found. We found an unholy alliance between mm-hmm. these third-party payers of congressional travel 
and the federal checkbook and their campaign cash. So we found we specifically focused on five globalist nonprofits and they collected $63 million in taxpayer funds on contracts and grants over this five-year period. They sponsored over 900 trips for members of Congress or their staff, 940 trips, and they kicked in, in terms of campaign cash, $541,000 over that five-year period. So um, who are these five uh, Who are these five nonprofits, and how suspicious should I be of them just by the fact that they're listing themselves as nonprofits? Well, yeah, they're all organized. All five of these are organized under U.S. charitable law, under IRS Regulation 501c3. Uh, and so they're they're paying for a tremendous amount. You just saw the Aspen Ideas Festival that was just held. Aspen uh, Institute, they set that up. And over the course of the five-year period, they collected $40.2 million from Congress. And they sponsored about 400 trips for members of Congress or their staffers. And then their key executives, they kicked campaign cash. So they kicked about $300,000 worth of campaign funds. So uh, these, so Aspen... The Aspen Institute comes up with a, a bundle of cash and throws it at a couple of Congress people, and they say, "Yeah, I'd like to go to Brussels for a week. I'll take that trip." Um, how, who, who's in charge of justifying or, or 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 signing off on the trip? Someone in, or does every congressman uh, just say, "Yeah, that sounds good. I'll go to Brussels." Is there somebody that decides whether the trip is worthwhile or worth spending money? Yeah, so it's all got to be pre-approved in advance. They have to fill out trip reports, and we've gone through some of these reports. And so, you know, you've got congressmen sitting on powerful committees in in foreign affairs committees and other committees, and then they, you know, they don't fly coach. They um, They fly business class. They bring their wife. Everyone's paid for, so there's twenty thousand dollars worth of airfare involved, right? I mean, so they they stay at the Four Seasons, you know, when they're overseas. They don't stay at the, you know, the Ramada Inn, uh, and you know, so it is pretty a pretty comfy existence. So here's another one of the five globalist nonprofits, and this one was pretty striking. I didn't even know the United Nations. They had a they have a United Nations Foundation mm-hmm. organized under IRS Section five hundred one C three. They're a public charity, so we know from our research at OpenTheBooks.com that the United Nations receives every single year at taxpayer cost in their fifty six subdivisions. They receive nearly ten billion dollars of our money. Well, they've got this foundation, and over the course of the last five years, that foundation soaked up another eleven million dollars. And, of course, they sponsored 250 trips for, for members of their staffers. They received that $11 million over the five-year period. And then they kicked their key executives, their employees, they kicked campaign cash. And so they made 1,500 contributions to Democratic candidates and PACs for more than $71,000. So if, if I'm um, the United Nations Foundation... If I'm if I work for them and I want um, a, a congressperson to go on a trip, um, what am I selling them? Am I saying, listen, uh, we have, we're doing the influence? You're, no, no, you're no, but, no, no. But what view. I mean is, as as for the purpose of the trip, come on over to Brussels so I can show you what we're doing. I mean, what what's the point? In go, how do you justify? First of all, taking your wife is unbelievable, or your spouse. How that how the taxpayers would have to pay for that is unbelievable. But anyway, what what is the justification for the trip, and what do they do when they get there? What what are they going for? Well, they have a they have a big agenda, and they want to influence all these members of Congress on their worldview. So, for example, you know they've got a, you know they've got an entire climate solutions foundation, uh, climate solutions division at the United Nations Foundation, and you know, that senior advisor, you know, donated $4,000, for example, to Act Blue, to Amy, Sen- you know, Democratic uh, U.S. Senator Amy Klobuchar's campaign, you know, and things like that. So, so look, it's all about, you know, no one's spending any money when you follow the money. 
because they're nice. They want to influence these members of Congress or the staffers to their worldview. And they, and they, the, 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 the Congress person and the staff, they, how do they pick which city they go to? Is it, I, it's, it's just amazing to me. How many, how, how, um, how necessary can a trip to Paris be for Congressman so-and-so and his wife? What are they doing over there? Uh, they're living a good life. And I think that's why millions of dollars are spent in these congressional campaigns, because it's not only about the congressional salary, which, you know, Washington D.C. is expensive. And, they, they, you know, it's not all fun and games. Yeah, but right, right. what we're detailing out in this report is fun and games oftentimes. And much, much too often. And, you know, the, the critics, um, you know, the, the supporters of the cur- current system, they'll say, you know, you want educated members of Congress. You want members of Congress to leave the United States, go see the world, and become educated on what's out there. And, you know, I understand that. But, you know, so here's a simple reform. If you, if you, if your organization is dialed into the federal checkbook, receiving contracts, receiving grants, the reform is you can't pay for congressional travel, period. And that ends the conflict of interest. Well, uh, they're, they're getting influence for their money and for their, their free trips. But uh, just as an example, what would the Aspen Institute be looking for in return uh, for, their, for paying for a trip for somebody to go to Brussels for a nice long weekend? Well, again, I think it's it's just all about the center-left worldview and the globalist worldview of the Aspen Institute. So they want to, you know, they've got a case to make to their donors, and a part of that case is sponsoring uh, nearly 400 trips for members of Congress or their staffs to, uh, you know, to take underneath the Aspen Institute umbrella. And when they when they have them on the trip, then they get to, you know, then then it's their agenda, and it just so happens that the absent the Aspen Institute through the other door receives $40 million appropriated by, by Congress, so our I, money. I guess what I'm trying to get at here, Adam, is what is um, the Aspen Institute doing with the $40 million that they get as a result of bribing people with trips? So it's for their programming. And, you know, I, look, I think it's waste. I don't, the Aspen Institute, they've got tens of millions of dollars in the bank. They can't, and they've got all the connections in the world to wealthy people. They can't make the case they need U.S. taxpayer dollars in the Aspen Institute, but they take it. $40 million of our money over a five-year period. And, I, you know, and then they pay for trips, like for the Senate yeah. Majority Leader, Steny Hoyer. You know, he goes uh, on the Aspen Institute to North Carolina, Maryland, and Ohio. They, uh, they pay for a staffer for the Majority Whip, James Clyburn, to visit Virginia, they, Kevin McCarthy visits, visits Maryland on their dime, right? I mean, so those are powerful people that they're paying for travel, and they're collecting tens of millions of dollars worth of our money appropriated by the same people that they're paying for their travel. So I, what if I – maybe I should just start an institute, uh, <laughs> and, and I say, yeah, we're doing a lot of good things. Give me $10 million. Don't I have to show something that the, the government is getting for the $10 million? Yeah, you do. And, and so here, here's one thing that they show them if you're the Aspen Institute. So several Democratic members of the House Foreign Affairs Committee, uh, Titus, Barra, Deutsch, uh, Conley, you know, they send them around the world. They sent them to Germany. They sent them to the Czech Republic. Uh, they sent them to California, <laughs> uh, South uh, Korea, Japan, you know, all traveled on the, the Aspen Institute's dime. Again, I'm I'm still I'm still puzzled. I, they went to those places, but what? Did, that's a lot of money for the Aspen Institute. What are they buying things? Are they buying office supplies? What are they doing with the forty million dollars that they get? I understand that they're getting the money. What are they doing with it? So the forty million salaries, is for programming sure. within the Aspen Institute. I I don't have a grasp of how they spent the forty million, yeah. John. It wasn't. You know, all these things are arm's length. So the right. forty million is different from the paid for travel that right. came out of a different fund account. But as you know, money is fungible, right? And and so they're getting forty million for programming over here, and then separately they're paying for 
you know, 400 trips for members of Congress who are appropriating the money over there, uh, you know, that, the travel expenses come out of a different account. I guess I'm trying to, I guess I'm looking at it like it's being run as a normal business would be. If somebody says, listen, uh, we got this uh, Aspen Institute, they want some money, uh, let's take a trip and see what they're doing before we, before we give them the money that they want. Uh, but we'll pay for the trip. We don't want Aspen Institute doesn't pay for the trip. Uh, Congressman so and so will get that out of the budget. However, they do that for travel. And let's before we give money to this institute, let's send somebody over to find out what's going on. And, and uh, or how about this? How about the how about the Aspen Institute comes to Washington and explains what it is they do? Well, we don't have to go. Well, we don't I think have to- uh, hearing. Congress needs to crack down. They should hold hearings and call them in and explain everything to the American people on this unholy alliance. Yeah. And when, when they go, what kind of an entourage are we talking about? Besides, I, I, you mentioned that they take their wives, but I'm sure that the the secretary goes and probably takes uh, uh, her spouse. I mean, the, yeah, the, what I, kind of staff I, are we talking about here? Yeah, we, we didn't detail. We didn't get into yeah you know, what the entourage looked like, John. No, but well, I you guess... Know, we just but the, we found this unholy alliance of tens of millions of dollars of grants, you know, a thousand trips, five organizations, and a half million dollars of campaign cash. That's just, uh, that's just amazing. Um, <laughs> and and uh, no no apologies from anybody for any of this. Are there, are, are, they, are, the, are there any efforts to cover any of this up? Is it all considered to be Well, no one responded fine? to our request for comment. So I think they just want to hide on this thing. But look, again, the reform is simple. It should be bipartisan. If you're receiving federal grants, federal contracts, you just can't pay for congressional travel. And that that cleans up the conflict of interest. Yeah. Um, and, and and it's it's all it's all everything you do. We're talking to uh, Adam Angievsky of OpenTheBooks.com. Everything that you uh, are investigating is all based on what people do with other people's money, isn't it? And and how much differently and, things are know, when you're using other people's money instead of your own. At its nexus, right? Exactly. And uh, there's no end of it. So, what? Anything else you got working right now besides this? Yeah, we just came out with a report. Where's the pork? We, we had 50 halo examples of silly, crazy, ridiculous spending within the federal agencies. For example, just two quick examples, half a million dollars of your money paid for a pigeon casino where the pigeons were given tokens where they could save them, spend them, or gamble them. And that was supposed to be some type of gambling addiction study, but the authors never made the connection toward pigeon behavior um, you know, and human behavior. So we're out of half a million dollars on that study alone. Wow. And it's it's never-ending, right? I mean, you, you, can, you never well, have... About, you know, Fauci tried to turn male monkeys into female monkeys by dousing them with hormones. So half a million dollars went to your, your went to a study on turning monkeys transgender over at the National Institutes of Health and you know allergies and infectious diseases. Fauci's Institute again, other people's money. Who cares? It's not our money. Just spend it. What do we care? Half a million dollars on the hydrodynamics of defecation. They measured beasts pooping, and again, we're out taxpayer money. <laughs> Uh, wait, wait, give me that one one more time. They always dress these studies up, John, you know, in a fa- in fancy language. Yeah. It's called the hydrodynamics of defecation. <laughs> and they studied lions, tigers, elephants, you know, beasts pooping, and they, they, they made videos of it. We have the videos. That's uh, great. I, know, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they got to do that with the homeless people in San Francisco. They could do it with them. They could. <laughs> Oh, the hydraulics. We, we tried that. It's openthebooks.com. You know, we mapped the human waste in the public way because the 311 calls come into the city of San Francisco, and then they put latitude and longitude coordinates on them. We downloaded the database. We mapped them on an interactive map using brown pins. And so, yes, we did try this, and we reframed the homeless debate back in the summer of 2019, this map, this brown map, there was a brownout in the Bay Area, and it trended on national Twitter. Yeah, man. I, I think I saw that. Hey, uh, Adam, it's always good to have you on. Interesting stuff. Keep up the good work. Thanks. Thank you, John. Okay, that's Adam Angieski of OpenTheBooks.com, and we'll be right back. With 
and News. I'm John Scott. In remarks to the Young America's Foundation in Washington, D.C., former Vice President Mike Pence was asked about the divide between him and former President Donald Trump. I don't know that the president and I differ on issues, but we may differ on focus. I truly do believe that elections are about the future and that it's absolutely essential at a time when so many Americans are hurting, so many families are struggling, that we don't give way to the temptation to look back. Meanwhile, former President Trump in Washington today also, he will address, uh, scheduled to address the America First Policy Institute's two-day America First Agenda Summit in the next hour. And actor Tony Dow, who played Wally on TV's Leave it to Beaver, has died. He was 77 and had recently been diagnosed with cancer. The Dow is down 220 points, the S&P 500 off 48. This is SRN News. Charlie Dombeck here from Key City Capital. As a practicing CPA for nearly 30 years, I have found that 80% of your ability to grow your wealth is dependent upon two factors, taxes and investment performance. At Key City Capital, we improve investment performance by diversifying capital into off-market investment opportunities in passive rental real estate and alternatives like asset-backed lending. We recover dollars that clients unnecessarily pay in the form of income taxes, creating a lifetime annuity of savings. We we are a sponsor of passive, affordable, single and multifamily residential rental investments, which are located in Sunbelt landlord-friendly states. These investments are the top choices in a rising interest rate and inflationary environment. They represent a store of value protecting your capital from market volatility. Learn how we at Key City Capital can help you ultimately grow your wealth rapidly. Connect with me at keycitycapital.com or give me a call at 817-912-1569. Dennis Prager explains the arrogance of today's leftists. They really believe that is the they being leftists, that they are the finest human beings who ever lived, because everyone who lived before them engaged in some practice that they would find offensive today. It is the part of the staggering hubris that transcends arrogance. The Dennis Prager Show, weekdays at noon, right before Sebastian Gorka at 3 on AM 1250. The answer. What is a warrior? At Portersville Christian School, it's more than a team name. A warrior is taught to serve, to passionately model the love of Christ toward neighbor, community, and world. To learn as they cultivate academic excellence and a lifelong love of learning from kindergarten to senior year. And to lead through Christian character and integrity. Are you a warrior? Discover Portersville Christian School just 15 minutes north of Cranberry, where warriors are made at OurPCS.org. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, Select Quote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, call Select Quote at 1 800 690 4040. That's 1 800 690 4040. Or go to SelectQuote.com. 1 800 690 4040. That's 1 800 690 4040. Select Quote. We shop. You save. Full details on example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. WPGP Pittsburgh. W223CS Pittsburgh. A division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart, or Odyssey. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. That crash still an issue on the Parkway West outbound right at Green Tree Road. The right lane is blocked. It's jammed up from Route 19. Taking a look at other delays outbound, Poplar Street to Carnegie. Inbound delay 79 to Roslyn Farms Road. Inbound again, Poplar Street to the Fort Pitt Tunnel. The Parkway East inbound barely moving Edgewood Swissville to the Squirrel Hill Tunnel. Inbound again, 2nd Avenue to the Fort Pitt Bridge. Outbound delays, Glenwood to the Squirrel Hill Tunnel. I'm Ann Evans, and that's a look at your traffic. AM 1250, the answer. 
Weather. Partly cloudy skies expected this evening and into tonight with lows dropping down to 65 degrees. And then we'll see increasing cloudiness throughout the day tomorrow, leading to some thunderstorms in the afternoon, a high of 76. As we go into Thursday, we'll start off cloudy. Can't rule out another shower and thunderstorm in the afternoon as a high reaches 81 degrees. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm staff meteorologist Jeff Nordine. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. Well, you've probably heard it said a lot over the past few years that uh, comedy is dead because of the cancel culture. There are so many groups and, uh, and subjects that have been declared untouchable by the woke commission that there's no good material left. Over the weekend, some big names finally took a stand that happened at Madison Square Garden in New York. And Christian Toto of HollywoodandToto.com, an author of Virtue Bombs, How Hollywood Got Woke and Lost Its Soul, is here to talk about it. Christian, thanks for coming on again. I appreciate it. Well, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. So um, the show was supposed to be Kevin Hart and Chris Rock, but they had a big surprise for everybody, didn't they? Yeah, a very special <laughs> opening act, Mr. Dave Chappelle. Not too shabby. I mean, you're already getting Hart and Rock, two of the biggest names in comedy. Then Chappelle comes on stage, and then he returned, I think, toward the end of the show as well. So all three of them were able to kind of riff and joke and laugh and, and comment about life and all sorts of things, including cancel culture. And, you know, it's a very interesting event because Kevin Hart is, is pretty apolitical. He tries to stay above the fray. Obviously he was canceled from the Oscar hosting gig a few years ago, but he doesn't really get sort of his hands dirty in political matters and cultural matters. So him accepting Chappelle and kind of embracing him and going on stage matters and even Chris Rock has said some things about cancel culture, but I don't think he's been nearly as strong on the issue as he should as sort of a, a, an elder statesman in a way uh, as a comedian. So, you know, this is a direct counterattack against the Minneapolis club that canceled Dave Chappelle recently and also just just for the culture in general. It's a, it's a very powerful moment, really. Yeah. And um, what was it that happened to Chappelle in Minneapolis? So he was booked to appear at First Avenue, and that's not a club I know of, at least previously, but supposedly it's a very uh, prestigious club, but Prince would shoot there often, and I think he, maybe even part of the movie Purple Rain was, was shot at that venue. Uh, it's, you know, well-established, well-regarded, and I think hours before the show, the club said, no, we, we've gotten some negative feedback about you and your work, and we're canceling you. And, you know, Chappelle did find another venue. He did play in Minneapolis, but, you know, it's and it's a lot wrong with that situation from sort of bowing to the, the woke mob and, and, you know, canceling a, a show that was meant to go on. And I'm sure if you were a ticket holder, that was uh, rather unpleasant. Yeah. But also just the message it sends. I mean, listen, Dave Chappelle is one of the most talented comedians of our age right now. And I think few people would disagree with that. And, and just saying, hey, you can't play at our venue because we don't like the kinds of jokes you say. It's and Lenny Bruce, you know, you, you pick up line four. Yeah, that, that's. Uh, I was just going to say, uh, throw out the name Lenny Bruce. I don't know how many people are familiar with him. Older people will be. Um, he was totally canceled. He was uh, the, the government came after him, um, but but he didn't he didn't back down. He kept. I guess that that may have ended up costing him his career and costing him all kinds of other problems. But he stood up to it. But uh, getting back to what happened in Minneapolis, um, aren't the people who booked these acts? you know, familiar with the comedian's material that they're hi that they're hiring? You would think, you know, it's not exactly like this was a small story that didn't get a lot of attention. You know, Dave Chappelle's special, The Closer, came out late last year, and there was a ton of headlines and press around it, and there were some outrage, and there were protests at Netflix headquarters. I mean, how did you escape that particular round of headlines? But I guess... The club got enough uh, angry comments. You know, it's always interesting to see how many people were complaining because I'm sure it was a sold-out show. You know, the fans are out there. They're ready to kind of celebrate Dave Chappelle. How many people were mad about that? How many people wanted it canceled? I, I will say I heard um, a comedian talk about the makeup show at a different venue. Now there were protesters there in Minneapolis. Mm -hmm. And this particular comedian said that they were throwing eggs at some of the people who were waiting in line to get in. Uh, you know, it's sort of that Nazi rhetoric. I mean, that's where we've gotten with a, a comedian who goes on stage and tells jokes. And that's the sign of the times. It's uh, pretty scary, actually. Uh, and here's the thing. It just seems like it just seems like such a simple thing. 
the the if you if if you uh, advertise that Dave Chappelle is coming to your building, and the tickets cost me X amount of money, and I say, oh, Dave Chappelle, I like him, I like his comedy, I think he's funny, I think I'll pay that amount of money to go see him. Why does that bother anybody? You know, you can, why would somebody call? Don't go to the show. It, it's just, it's stunning that there, this is stupidity that really gets to me. It's just so stupid. Yeah, you break it down in a very basic way that really makes it easy to understand because at the end of the day, there are some comedians I don't like. There are some right. topics that I, maybe I don't want to laugh at. You know, if a comedian was famous for telling cancer jokes and my wife has had a significant brush with cancer, Maybe yeah. that would be unpleasant for me, and I just wouldn't go. Right. Where do we get to the point in the culture where we have to stop things from happening because we don't like them? It just seems like a terrible precedent. You know, there are comedians who are super edgy, super gross, super raw, super unexpurgated. Well, if that isn't your style, don't sign up. Don't click on the Netflix little button that, that, that starts the show. Don't see the club. Why do you have to stop me from seeing it if I do want to check that out? It's just... It's, it's, it's just amazing. It's jaw-dropping, but this is where we are in the culture. There's no denying it. You would think that, 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 that the entertainment business would be the last place that you would find that kind of stupidity. Well, it's art. It's, it's supposed mad. to be art, you know, and you're supposed to put your art out there, and people are supposed to interpret it the way they, 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 they want to, and then you, you know, you do your act and you leave, and that's it. The, the biggest blowback to this trend should be coming from Hollywood. Yeah, and it drives yeah. me insane that it's mostly not. Listen, there are people like Adam Carolla and Rob Schneider and Ricky Gervais and Dave Chappelle and Bill Burr. They are taking a stand. John Cleese as well. I don't want to leave him out. But they are in the minority right now. Most people are either silent and they're, I, I imagine they're scared. Or there are comedians out there who say, you know, either bring on cancel culture or, yes, there should be new rules. Uh, Patton Oswalt, a pretty popular comedian, he's done a lot of work on TV and films as well. He just gave a new interview. He's like, you know, comedy's better when you have restrictions, he said. And he didn't seem too concerned about the, the woke situation. And, you know, part of it is he's scared, I bet. And I think part of it is that he, he follows the rules. He's not going to tell jokes that are uh, unacceptable. And at the end of the day, what Dave Chappelle did in that recent special, he did tell some jokes about the trans community. I don't think they were vicious. I don't think they were vile. And then he ended the show with this beautiful portrait of his friendship with a trans comedian and how, and how that person opened up for him at an act and how they, they got to know each other. And that, that trans comedian died. And it was, a, it was a beautiful tribute to another human being. And, you know, do you think that the same comedian who tells a couple of jokes about the trans community and then just get, shares his heartfelt story, do you think he should be canceled? I mean, why can't we have nuance and understanding and also, you know, can, uh, different communities, when you tell jokes about them, it's almost inclusive in the way. It's saying you're, you're one of us. We can rib about things. We can laugh. We can laugh at each other. We can share our differences. We can kind of poke fun at each other. And today we just have a laugh and maybe a beer. I mean, I think that's healthier. Yeah, I uh, just for fun the other day, uh, I just wanted to see it because I wanted. To, I knew I was going to be talking to you. Um, uh, I think it was yesterday that I uh, that I looked at this, uh, and I thought. I'm going to look and see. Uh, I'm refresh my memory about Sam Kinison, <laughs> and and I and the and if, I, I I suggest anybody uh, just go go on YouTube and just search for Sam Kinison and find any um, uh, routine that he did, and uh, people were fo- rolling on the floor laughing at it. They loved it, and um, and he he was wildly successful. How did he get away? What happened? How, how does it? He couldn't get. He couldn't get five minutes on a stage today. Yeah, the culture changed dramatically since then. Uh, Adam Carolla has said it pretty well. He said, you know, it used to be people were offended by jokes, and you could either say get over it or don't watch it or, okay, you're offended. Now they said that they're impacted by jokes, Uh, that it impacts their lives. They don't feel safe. They don't feel safe. And that, you know, the the common refrain with a lot of it, the Chappelle humor specifically, is that he's getting people killed. And, you know, first of all, it's impossible to make that connection. I, even if you had Idiotic. you know, someone kill a trans yeah. person, they said, I was inspired directly by Dave Chappelle. You know, as a culture, we can't let that rule because John Hinckley talked about Taxi Driver when he was, when he was and, and his fascination with Jodie Foster and his connection with 
uh, President Reagan's assassination attempt. I mean, if you want to stifle art, if you want to say you can't produce art that may inspire X, Y, or Z, oh, there's a lot of work to be done there. And I don't think we want to live in that world, honestly. We're talking to Christian Toto of HollywoodIntoto.com, and he's also, also the author of Virtue Bombs, How Hollywood Got Woke and Lost Its Soul. Um, yeah, it used to be that the very things that uh, made you uncomfortable and, um, and and maybe made you feel uncomfortable because you laughed at it were the things that made the good comedians good and the great ones great, is that they they were able to tap into that and a lot of uh, I think there are a lot of comedians over the years who have gotten away, and I I can't think of any off the top of my head right now, but I I, can, I know there have been many comedians where I've seen where I said you know he's really not that funny, but what mm-hmm. people are laughing at is just his willingness to say what he just said. I mean anybody could say it. He just has the guts to. You know what I'm trying to say here that just yeah, yeah. the people got credit for a long time, which I d- didn't like for just saying things that were eh, not really that funny, but just so shocking because of the the the, um, the, the, the subject matter that they got credit for it. And it really wasn't they, – they weren't funny. They were just willing to say things that other people yeah, weren't. And I, and I think those comedians, I think they have a shorter shelf life. I mean, you know, there was a shock jock era in the 80s and 90s, and I imagine a lot of those people are probably out of work right now because they didn't have the real chops. They were – outrageous for outrageous' sake and then they didn't they didn't have the sustainability to kind of make a career and then whatever you think about Howard Stern the guy had legitimate yeah. talent yeah. was inventive was an innovator and I, he's certainly not anywhere near what he once was and I think he's a shell of his old self and that's another story from another day boring. but uh, you know it wasn't just shock it was insights and imagination and innovation and you know he changed the format and you know so I think there are different levels here and that, yeah there are some people who just they shock for shock's sake. You know, Dave Chappelle is among the best, not because he's a hack who pushes in dangerous territory. He, he really makes you think he really is creative. He does things that, that other comics can't do. He's very smart. And that's why he's so interesting. And I don't agree with everything he says. I don't agree yeah. with politics. And, but I, I think the best get there for a reason. They've got certain insights that matter. And we shouldn't basically say, you can't go here. You can't go there. But you can only share these approved points or these approved jokes. That's not the way comedy works. Not the way Western culture should work. Uh, making transgender jokes, as you said, that's that's pretty much what got Chappelle canceled in a few places. Is that the third rail of comedy now? That's just you can't go there. That's the third rail of culture, I would say, but comedy yeah, yeah. specifically. And listen, if, if if Dave Chappelle came out and said vicious, mean, horrible, terrible nasty things about the trans community. I, I, I wouldn't laugh. I wouldn't like that. I think it'd be cruel and mean. And, 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 and you know, I, w- I would look for insight where there is none. I mean, I, I, at the end of the day, you have to give him and his fans some credit. I don't think people are saying, gosh, I, I hate the trans community, so I'm going to go see a Dave Chappelle. I don't, yeah. I don't connect those dots. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. I, I just don't. Well, I'm sorry, but Dr. Rachel Levine dressing up in a um – in an admiral's uniform, um, that should be a weekly. That should be a weekly feature on Saturday Night Live. I'm sorry, it's just funny. I don't care what you well, think you about. Know, it's just ridiculous and funny. And I think trans community is so. I mean, it's so uh, part of our culture now in a way that it wasn't five years ago, ten years ago, maybe even three years ago. And, you know, comedians often are processing that. I mean, it's new for Dave Chappelle. It's new for me. It's new for you. There are people who have been in that community. It's their life. I understand that. But, you know, as a culture, we're saying, okay, what, you know, how do we process this, this, this community that wants to be heard, that wants to, you know, have their feelings shared? It's complicated. And, you know, sometimes you use humor to kind of say, I don't know what to think. I don't know what to say. I, I, I'm new. This is new to me. I'm confused. I don't necessarily think it means to be vicious and mean and terrible. And the fact that Chappelle was able to connect with a trans comedian, it, it kind of shows you that his humanity is there. Yeah, he's I, not looking to attack I actually, he's, he's curious. Yeah, I actually think that there should be someone in the position like uh, Rachel Levine. At some point, um, maybe one of them will break through and have the nerve to laugh at him or herself. And, and you know what I mean? Like, kind of make light of it a little bit instead of t- taking it so seriously. I don't know. Uh, maybe that'll never happen. 
No, I agree. I, I think that someone like uh, Levine, if they were more open to debate and conversation and sharing what, what, what she's going through and what's in her heart and her journey, I think that would be more helpful and more healthy than sort of the, uh, you know, uh, yeah. people in her community sort of attacking others viciously. I, I don't think that's the right answer. There would seem to be an opening, uh, Christian, for venues that, that market themselves as cancel-proof, uh, you know, so that wouldn't what happened to Chappelle in Minneapolis wouldn't happen. Or is the entertainment industry so uh, infested with woke liberals that they can't save themselves? They just they haven't gotten a clue yet, and they're never going well, to. An, an interesting example is Andrew Schultz is another sort of uh, raw comedian, and he was about to put out a special on a platform. He didn't say which one, but a major streaming platform. And they said, well, we'd love to, we're going to do it, love it, great. You have to take out these jokes. Oh, these jokes are inappropriate. And they weren't trans jokes, they were other jokes. And he said, no, I'm not going to do that. And he bought back Pet Special, and he independently produced it and sold it. And he said he put his life savings into it. And recently he revealed that he made back three times the amount that he put into it. So it was a success. So people wanted to see it. He did it on his own terms. And the platform itself is losing out on whatever revenue they would have gotten from that particular special. And Andrew Schultz says, I'll probably will do it again. And others may follow his path. So, Well, I don't know if you're old enough for this. This is a, 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 a change of subject here as we finish. Uh, Tony Dow uh, died. I don't know if it was last night or today, but the, the guy who played uh, Wally on Leave it to Beaver. Um, can you imagine Leave it to Beaver in 2022? One of, no, the, one, of the, one of the sons would have to be transgender. I know that. but <laughs> Well, the, the interesting wrinkle there is, was breaking on Twitter today. I don't think he's dead yet. The family basically sent the wrong information. Really? He is very sick. He is in hospice. But I think there's been an update to that story. But I, I, I suspect he may not live very long. But, you know, it, it, certainly an actor who didn't have a zillion other roles, and that's right. his most prominent one. But you know what? It made a lot of people happy. It brought a lot of joy to people, and you know, good for him. And that's a, that's a that's an ex, an accomplishment that you could be an actor and have a, an iconic role in an iconic show that made people laugh. That, that's you, you know what's amazing too. I, I saw somewhere that that show has not not been on television since it debuted in <laughs> 1957. It's been on. So that's right amazing. now, as we speak, it's on somewhere. <laughs> And that says something. They hit a nerve, and it's it sort of passed the generation, so good for them. Yeah, hey, Christian, I always appreciate you coming on. Uh, the name of the, the book is uh, Virtue Bombs, How Hollywood Got Woke, and you can find uh, Christian at hollywoodintoto.com. Thanks, Christian. Thank you. Okay, we'll be right back. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, Select Quote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, call Select Quote at 1-800-940-6161. That's 1-800-940-6161. Or go to SelectQuote.com. That's 1-800-940-6161. Select Quote. We shop, you save. Full details on example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. My dog was scratching and shedding like crazy around the house. When I heard about Dynavite Nutritional Supplement, I thought, why not? It couldn't hurt. We literally tried everything else. Our dog quickly took to it, and after a couple of weeks of adding Dynavite to his food, we noticed a big difference. Our little gizmo's coat was shinier, and he almost completely stopped shedding and itching. I can't wait to see how well it helps him with his allergies as the seasons change and he's in the yard more. I'm so glad I tried Dynavite. My dog smelled so bad and scratched herself constantly. We bathed, sprayed, and bathed her again, but no results. 
Then I heard about Dinovite supplements for gut health, and all of the reviews sounded just like my Bella. After just two weeks, she had major improvements with the smell, and no more scratching or dragging her stomach across the carpet. And her coat is more beautiful than ever. Happier, healthier with every bite. Over a million pets helped with Dinovite. When it's time to replace your roof, siding, gutters, and downspouts, entry doors, and, of course, windows, you can count on Windows R Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Steigerwall. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows R Us offers repair and replacement for all your exterior home projects. Why pay double with some other companies? Windows R Us will always give you the best price on the best in-class products, backed by the best warranties in the industry, all with zero sales pressure. And speaking of zero... Right now, get zero interest financing for 12 months and no processing fee with prices set to increase on all exterior products. Lock in your quote today. Schedule a free estimate and inspection today at windowsarustpittsburgh.com. You've tried the rest, now try the best. windowsarustpittsburgh.com. This is the John Stackerwalt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. Well, I hope you enjoyed your summer because it's over. Uh, it ended today. The uh, Steelers reported the training camp in Latrobe. And um, I've said this for a long I guess, you know, for someone who worked in the media, I, I think I went to probably 30 training camps in a row from starting in, I think the first one I covered was 1977, 45 years ago. Uh, and I went there every year till I left KDK TV, which was 2007. So, but uh, summer's over because now the talk is football. It's uh, what's the date today? The 25th, the 26th of July. Um, you'll start seeing the. You're going to see pictures all over local news now and everywhere you go and on the talk shows, the sports talk shows. You're going to be hearing Steelers talk, and that's the sign that fall is just about here. Um, it's uh, it's here. Uh, and then in two weeks, they're going to play an exhibition game. There's going to be a Steeler game on television, and everybody's going to be talking about who's going to be the quarterback to start the game. And, uh, and then you're going to be seeing the, uh, the commercials, if you haven't already, for back-to-school supplies for kids. And in a month, uh, kids will be back in school. So summer ended today officially for anybody, especially anybody who's a Steelers fan or covers the Steelers like I did. But... Um, uh, I, I just make a quick prediction here. The quarterback will be Mitch Trubisky, and I think he'll probably. I think he's pretty good actually, and he can be pretty good. And I'm I'm, I'm rooting for uh, Kenny Pickett, but I'm also rooting for Mason Rudolph. I'd like to see him actually make it really difficult because I think he's gotten a raw deal, the way he's been treated by the media and even by some of his teammates. I'd actually like to see him make it really tough not to play him. I'll talk to you tomorrow. John Staggerwald Show is a production of the Answer Pittsburgh and Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.